2: Secrets can take many forms. They can be shocking or silly or soulful. They can connect us to our deepest humanity or with people we'll never meet.
0: Hi, I'm Rachel Hampton. And I'm Madison Malone-Kercher. You're listening to ICYMI. In case you missed it. Slate's podcast about internet culture.
3: Madison, I can't stop thinking about this email that we got from a listener who said that they did the crate challenge, which our last episode was about. More than 25 years ago in Berlin?
0: A very dramatic allegation in this subject line uh, from Marla, Slate Plus member, who says the crate challenge was invented in Europe and says, We use beer or soda crates here, but it's basically the same idea. I won my company's crate climb in my 20s, narrowly beating a very disappointed 10 year old more than 25 years ago <laughs> in Berlin. Okay, and she includes a picture. They use harnesses, like fully like suspended, as yeah. she notes in this email. No one gets hurt.
3: I really feel like this is different than the crate challenge that we dissected in our last episode, simply because there is no safety measures involved <laughs> in the
0: one that is currently going viral. at any rate marla thank you for sending us this photo congratulations on beating a 10 year old child uh (laughs) and also thanks for subscribing to slate plus if you haven't joined slate plus it's only one dollar for your first month and it means you get to listen to our show as well as every other slate show without any ads you also get unlimited access to every slate article uh and if you want to subscribe just head on over to slate.com slash ICYMI plus
3: i mind, but why, why are we listening to Dirty Little Secret by All-American Rejects right
0: now? <laughs> you mean you didn't want to relive memories of like grinding in a high school gymnasium? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're welcome for that mental image. That's not why we're listening to it. We're listening to it because today we are talking about secrets.
3: I'll keep you my dirty, dirty little secret.
0: Little secret. <laughs> uh, you know, as they say, secret secrets are no fun unless they're shared with everyone, or at least just us. And that's what this episode of ICYMI is all about: spilling secrets, and more broadly, getting into why, for literally decades online now, we've all been obsessed with sharing our darkest and dirtiest and most interior thoughts with the worldwide freaking web.
3: Just this past Tuesday, singer songwriter and absolute legend Jasmine Sullivan asked her fans for secrets that they wouldn't tell their partners and launched an Instagram story heard around the world, or at least my world. But what exactly draws us to spilling our guts to millions of strangers, or to one stranger, Jasmine Sullivan specifically? Is it the relief, the rush? the danger the seemingly low stakes that aren't that low because like privacy concerns are a thing
0: whatever the case the allure has not only fueled several social media platforms from whisper whisper to the aptly named post secret <laughs> it's also driven engagement for influencers and celebrities and i mean honestly even our own employer hi Prudy, how you doing it seems like everyone is soliciting secrets from their followers to share with audiences of you know millions on today's episode,
3: we're exploring the world of the not-so-secret, secret internet, from the petty joy that Jasmine Sullivan's story inspired, to the secrets that uh, y'all sent us.
0: <laughs> Obviously, uh, telling a stranger secrets is a tale as old as Catholicism. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been an approximate two decades since my last <laughs> confession, Uh what I mean here is we're not suggesting that this is new, but what the internet did here and continues to do is is democratize the act of telling a secret and broaden the audience of who can be privy to it, lest you think this is going to be a history lesson, though we do love a history lesson. We also put out our own call for secrets from listeners, and you guys, uh, I'm worried, I'm concerned, I'm proud of you. You did not disappoint us, and we will divulge those later in the show.
1: Bitch. Get it together bitch. you don't know you we home
3: friend so on Tuesday night Jasmine Sullivan singer songwriter again icon if you haven't listened to hotels I don't know what the fuck you're doing you need to listen to it anyway she opens up her Instagram chooses chaos and writes it's that time again. And poses a question to her two million followers. Tell me a secret you'll never tell your partner. I love it. It's the perfect question because it's relationship drama, which is what everyone loves, which is why the Reddit forum, Our Relationships, is insanely popular. And it's also, again, a secret and this is not the first time Jasmine's done this. In the lead up and aftermath to Hotels, which again, phenomenal album, but importantly about being a hoe, and also love, and also secrets, and also your partner finding out about secrets, it's an incredibly candid album and features stories from women like Ari Lennox about like their trials and tribulations with love. So that's an important backstory because Jasmine has already cultivated a reputation of both being a hoe and being messy. And again, she's <laughs> done this kind of, <laughs> We I love her, but she's done this before where she'll ask her followers first stories that kind of fit into this brand that she's built for herself. So when she does this Tuesday night, basically her fans are primed and ready.
0: An alarming uh, number of responses about how many of her fans want to and or have uh, had sex with their partner's dads. Again,
3: messy, incredible. Some of them are mundane, like, my partner's breath stinks, but I'll never tell them. There's one that says, not my man yet, but he'll never know my girl Bessie be using the strap on me, which, iconic. Another, concerning, says, the time I broke into his house and he caught me wasn't the only time I broke in. And then another one, I think this one might be my favorite, just because this doesn't even feel okay it's wrong but like is it wrong they write we're renting in a house that i bought four years ago he doesn't know he just deposits rent money every month
0: that's an incredible scam
3: i I see no flaws here i see no i i mean he's just helping out with that like i i mean he's putting a down payment (laughs) (laughs) anyway describe
0: what each of these posts looks like so people yes jasmine posts the like Question, the request for secrets and then she reposts each secret in an individual slide
3: yeah and so on every single slide there's either a song like gnarles barkley's crazy which i relevant. remember when mm-hmm.
0: i remember when remember when I- does that make me crazy? oh that's better that's way better does that than yes, my make version crazy? Does
3: so gnarles barkley's crazy? crazy or there'll be a meme and then also some commentary like, y'all, this is too much, or y'all must be stopped. Or when someone confessed that there's a video of them having sex with their ex somewhere on the
0: internet, Jasmine wrote, drop the link. <laughs> this, I feel like this only furthers the like communal vibe of these stories, right? Because it's not just mm-hmm. a post and a reshare in a vacuum. It's, you also have Jasmine Sullivan reacting to your secrets, curating your secrets, like adding commentary in a way that it's like, oh, this is my friend who's like low-key exactly. judging me, but also on my side as I scam this man.
3: No, exactly. It kind of flips a parasocial relationship on its head. Like you feel the connection to Jasmine, but Jasmine is also in some ways feeling the connection to you enough
0: to comment on your messiness. So a little bit of larger trend spotting analysis. Jasmine has like perfected this art form. This is a thing that influencers all over Instagram do and have been doing for a while. The first time I remember seeing it was probably like 8 or 10 months ago on the Instagram of somebody I know from a reality TV show. I can't believe I'm saying this. What? Did you ever watch Which Are one? You The One? I know I watched. Are you the one? Which season? Well, <laughs> Who is I obviously, it? I obviously only watched the season where everyone was queer. Uh, oh, the best season! The best season! Uh, the only season of Are You the One? Canonically, uh, but the one and only okay. messy bisexual <laughs> that is Remy Durant. Uh, I love Remy. Okay, Remy's also pretty well known in the New York party scene. Remy is uh, on OnlyFans, and Remy put out a call. For secrets, for I think I think specifically like pertaining to sex, and my God, the stuff people were sending in was dirty. Like, like we talk about oh. pretty much everything on this podcast, but I think we'd even have to censor these. Uh, oh man, now I'm upset. I missed this. It was really fun, and it was you know, in case in case you missed it, uh <laughs> we were all really fucking bored in the house. In the house, bored, and the drama was fun to read. Uh, in that moment, I remember thinking, "This is this is something. This is like a really smart idea." Then the other thing I thought about, which we really need to emphasize and haven't yet, is okay. When you submit a secret on Instagram, it's not anonymous. The no, celebrity not at all. soliciting oh, they can it see can it.
3: see it's from you. <laughs> yes. No. Exactly. I mean, I think that's what kind of makes it appealing in some ways. In that, not only can they post your secret, but I'm kind of guessing that they might be responding in the DMs like once or twice. So that's also, again, you're getting to engage with your favorite celebrity who like is never going to fucking care that you slept with your partner's dad, except to just be like, girl, you messy as shit. Like
0: it's the perfect level of disclosure. This is also from like an analytic lens, a really great engagement hack on Mm. Instagram, right? That is an app where if you are an influencer or a celebrity, the best thing you can do is get people to respond to your stories, to interact with them, to share them, to, you know, and as such, I think we're seeing more and more of these, like, tell me your secrets. Q and A's pop up. I am trying to think of other places I've seen them, and the the other set of people that come to mind immediately and are sort of perfect because I can't think of a better antithetical influencer to Remy Durant and <laughs> Jasmine Sullivan. Then, are you familiar with um, Brooklyn and Bailey, the Baylor call Baylor University influencer twins?
3: Yeah, I think we mentioned them on our NCAA episode.
0: Yeah, so they are a set of twin. Twin influencers, if you will. They have been famous since they were very, very little girls. And they do this on their account. You know, they have, I think over a million, they have a ton of followers. And this, you know, it's a little bit more wholesome content over there, Uh, (laughs) but same deal. I don't know about you, but when I see an influencer
3: have a really long story where it's like just like the, the tiniest dots at the swipe, top of the skip, yeah exactly. Swipe. <laughs> but when I see that it's a secret sharing session, I am like, I will be reading every single one of these slides, and it's not just on Instagram. I've seen YouTubers do this as well, and it's a way to boost their views. I don't. know. Do you know Connor Franta?
0: These are your confessions. I spent 600
2: U.S. dollars. The other day, my sister walked in on me taking pictures for my OnlyFans account. I got so bored the other day that I went online and pretended to be a Trump supporter. I've
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, do I know Connor Franta? <laughs> How old am I, Rachel? I'm like right in that, that, that,
3: that bracket. I just don't know if you cared about that sphere of influencers. But he does this as well by soliciting secrets on his Instagram stories and then devoting whole YouTube videos to reading and reacting to the secrets.
0: The Baylor twins and Connor Franta and even Jasmine Sullivan, this isn't a new trend. You know, sharing secrets online has been happening for years. And after the break, I know I said it wasn't going to be a history lesson, but we're going to give you a little bit of a history lesson. And more importantly, we are going to share some of those secrets from you guys, our listeners. Uh, We asked for your deepest and darkest, and you came through. Are any of these secrets ours, Madison? That's one secret I'll never tell
1: i was my getting lit then click i was in my bag don't remember what was in my cup but i remember i was tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card with 24/7 us based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
2: In 2007, TV network CBS dropped 40 kids in the middle of the New Mexico desert as part of a brand new reality show.
0: And uh, once upon a time, long, long ago in the year 2004, (laughs) there was a website, a blog (laughs) called Post Secret, uh, which you perhaps remember, maybe you do not, but it was a very simple concept. People would mail, that's like, you know, USPS, put a stamp on it, put it in one of those blue metal boxes, you know, like actual mail, mail a postcard with a secret written on it, and once a week, this dude to whom you would mail the postcards would update a blog with a batch of them.
3: So I think Post Secret was perhaps a few years before my online ness. So this is kind of new to me. The postcard mailing in quality
0: is kind of charmingly analog. I was. Uh, here's where I show my our, our, our micro-generational age wrap. I was obsessed, <laughs> obsessed with Post Secrets. I can neither confirm nor deny that I sent in a few of my own. Uh, they were absolutely never posted, hypothetically, oh, of course. Oh, uh, <laughs> But it was just this fascinating little, like, just lens into the minds of strangers, you know? I'm like people talking about their divorces, about grieving, about cheating on their partners, about how they, you know, the, 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 the range of topics was really wide, right? You'd have like very dramatic, very serious. And then you'd have like equally serious, but also seemingly mundane, like I never wear a seatbelt when I drive sort of stuff.
3: The wide range of things that people don't want to tell people that they know, but do want to tell strangers.
0: Right. It wasn't just me who was obsessed with this thing. This was like, The blog got book deals. The guy who founded it had a TED Talk.
2: It all started with a crazy idea in November of 2004. I printed up 3,000 self-addressed postcards, just like this. They were blank on one side, and on the other side, I listed some simple instructions. I asked people to anonymously share an artful secret they'd never told anyone before.
0: The tagline was like, you know, half a million secrets. Like people really engaged with this blog. And it was all because, you know, people were willing to expose themselves as secret cheaters and drunk drivers and closet homosexuals and thieves to strangers on the Internet for whatever. What did a stamp cost in 2004? Uh, Madison, prices, was eight. Price is right rules. <laughs> Frank Warren, who is the founder of PostSecret, once said I think in some ways they're not sharing the secrets with me as much as they're sharing them with themselves. I've gone through postcards on this table and I've seen pictures of circumstances. I've read stories that have reminded me of parts of my life that I buried long ago. Every day we make the decision, what do we conceal? What do we reveal? It's a very human condition. Of course, they're sharing secrets with themselves via a third party, the internet, a place where I think we were raised to believe it felt safe to hide a place where nobody, if you wanted to, had to know your name.
3: That kind of availability of anonymity has always been the argument of like the faux morality police when it comes wee, to the wee, internet. Wee, wee, wee. <laughs> That's exactly what they sound like as they talk about, oh no, people hide behind fake identities and troll people and dox people and send hate messages and videos and threats. And yeah, that shit happens all the fucking time. Like, they're for not sure. incorrect.
0: But we know now that actually the vast majority of the hate and stuff like that that happens online happens from accounts with names and faces. You know, it's you don't need the anonymity to hide. But the thing about PostSecret and the online, let's say, boom of secrets based content that came after that flipped that narrative on its head. Right. It reclaimed it for the rest of us. The Internet became a place where, you know, I, too, could hide in very plain, very public sight.
3: And it's not a tradition that kind of went out of vogue with Post Secret. It's a tradition that continues to this very day. There are, in fact, I would say only like six flavors of social media, one of which is a kind of secret-based slash anonymity-based app. So there's, you know,
0: Whisper. Do you remember Whisper? I do remember Whisper. I feel like being on the internet culture and tech beat for like truly any amount of time, eventually you start to like pick up on the pattern of like apps that scare parents. And Whisper was Mm -hmm. an app that scared parents. Like, you know, you could just picture the like Fox News, like these apps on your children's phone might mean they're in trouble.
3: Do you know what your child is doing on their phone?
0: Whisper launched in 2012 and was basically an app where, similar to Post Secret, anybody could post anything. It's actually kind of coming back. Well, that's that's trendy now. I guess the next thing we should talk about is Yik Yak, which launched a few years oh after Whisper and was really big on college yeah. campuses, an anonymous gossip app.
3: That kind of the faux morality police of anonymity is terrible kind of came through in Yik Yak, not going to lie.
0: Right. I think Yik Yak... As opposed to a post secret or Jasmine Sullivan's Instagram stories, which those are really broad audiences. You're drawing mm-hmm. from a huge network of people and you're sharing it with a huge network versus like a Yik Yak, which was geofenced to college campuses. And I went to a college with 1,800 students total. So the number of, yeah, tiny. Total? Total. So the number of people submitting and being talked about was very small. And that felt you know, violent at times, attacking, um, sort of suck the fun out of it. Even, I feel like we should talk about Snapchat, right? Had some, like, secretive elements to it. It's not not quite a perfect analogy, but... It's not a perfect analogy, but it's
3: definitely like a shade of it in that the draw of Snapchat is the fact that whatever you're sending disappears almost instantaneously. And so you know who's sending you something, but there's no real ability besides like screenshotting, which that act isn't shared with the person who's screenshotting. There's no real way to make it last forever. And I think that's one of the things that people are concerned most about the internet is that while... We've kind of learned that the internet actually isn't forever, that if you don't invest in servers, shit disappears all the time. But the paradox of the internet is that the good shit you want disappears, (laughs)
0: but the shit that you want to disappear does not. R.I.P. Yahoo Answers. The the most recent and probably best comparison, right, is Demois, the anonymous Mm. celebrity gossip account that will take tips from you me and anyone who has spotted uh armis holding a cup of dunkin donuts on the street and repost them without they don't verify right it's just oh no big ass there's no assault. way to verify right and that's exactly what we're seeing in this new iteration on instagram stories is celebrities putting out a call for gossip from their followers about their followers and since, you know, most of us, in fact, do not have celebrity gossip to uh, contribute to DeMois, we thought we'd give you the opportunity to, uh, to contribute your own gossip to us here on I see why I I can't get there.
3: <laughs> I
0: really thought you were going to get it. <laughs> I did. I did really try. But we put out a call on Twitter for secrets from the ICYMI guys. For lack of you coming up with a better name, Rachel, I'm sorry to tell you that's that's what our fans are called. I'm
3: still staging a protest against that, but continue.
0: <laughs> we asked the ICYMI guys to tell us their secrets, and uh, did you ever? Y'all came
3: through. I have never gotten so much serotonin in such a short amount of time.
0: We're going to play a few for you now. Just to be clear and protect the innocent and also not so innocent, um, anybody you hear reading these secrets, they are not their own secrets. This is a little bit of ICYMI Masterpiece Theater.
3: At the upscale natural food store I used to work at, we were told to put the recyclables and garbage from the customer area into just the garbage dumpsters because they couldn't trust the public to actually put recyclables in the bin
2: labeled recyclables.
0: This confirms a really big fear that I have about recycling as I sort my stupid little plastic bottles and cardboard tubes that it's all just going down one giant black hole that's going to end us all. Oh, yeah. Recycling is a
3: scam. I thought we already knew that, to be completely honest. It just confirmed my... I did, but I didn't
0: need it confirmed today, (laughs) as the, like, biblical floods are receding and the world's on fire.
3: I'm at the climate change crisis. I'm at the combination climate change infrastructure
0: crisis. (laughs) All right, what do we have next?
2: My colleague opens her mouth when she chews her food and is very loud, and I kind of hate her for it.
3: This is the most relatable thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Now I'm really concerned that you submitted this about me. (laughs) That's a secret
2: I'll never tell. Honestly, just hoping someone will read this and find it interesting. LOL. So one of my guy friends from school has been dating and is now engaged to this girl, Girl 1. In college, he and my best friend, Girl 2, were like super flirty all the time in a gross way. They slept in each other's beds with one another, etc. And this is all while he's dating Girl 1. Anyway, he started to be like, oh, I'm going to break up with Girl 1 for Girl 2. But he never did it. Then, fast forward to December 2020. He's like, how do I break up with Girl 1? Because we're fighting all the time. I want to be with Girl 2. It's all bad. And we're like, you, uh, break up with her. Well, he gets moved for work in January 2021, and before he leaves, Girl 1 is like, I want a commitment. And he's like, okay, I'm going to go ring shopping now. And then in May 2021, the night before he proposes, he calls Girl 2, who last she heard, was going to break up with Girl 1 to be with her, and is like, hey, I'm proposing. She breaks down, he tells us he can't propose, and we're like, uh, yeah. And then he's like, well... You don't understand. Her whole family will be there tomorrow. So I have to. So he does. And now they're engaged to be married.
0: Well, that was my mental exercise for the day, just trying to follow the many twists and turns in the life of girls one and two and man one. This is
3: the most perfect secret I have ever heard. And I love the humility of whoever submitted it, saying... I just hoped y'all would think it was interesting.
0: Interesting is not the word. <laughs> I just really, girl one, if you're listening, girl two, if you're listening, get out. Get you out. both deserve better. As a lesbian, I think my dear friends, who are other lesbians, who believe that Taylor Swift is also a lesbian, are the wrongest humans who have ever lived. And actually kind of stupid. And maybe beneath me. Okay, whichever one of you out there is trying to come for my throat, like, just at me, coward.
3: I read this and I was like, oh, our, our listeners know Madison
0: really well. <laughs> also, we think she's queer, not a lesbian. It's fine. Uh... <laughs> I would die for my children, but if I had my time over, I wouldn't conceive them. Oh. <sighs> I mean, this is my favorite secret I think we got because to me, this feels, you know, when you read these secrets anywhere online, you have to take them with a big grain of salt, right? They're not vetted or fact-checked in any way. This feels extremely honest. This feels like I'm not a parent, but I have to imagine that like at some points in like, you know, raising your kid, that seems hard. Seems, seems like a very, very earnest thought.
3: <laughs> I feel like There's not a lot of space online to talk about regretting having children because that's deeply damaging for your children to hear. But like it has to exist. I regret every decision I make at some point. So having a child feels like a big decision that I would regret at some point. But you can't talk about that. My parents said they regretted having me. I would I'd I'd be upset. So, you know. So instead they submitted it to our secrets Google form. And we see you. We hear you. You're valid.
0: I always laugh at and reference TikTok videos, but I almost never actually watch them. Okay, this person absolutely listens to our podcast. That's what we're here for. Congrats. Uh, it's working. I'm glad that we're helping you
3: lie to people.
0: <laughs> I think my cousin is really hot. Oh, um. Nope, nope. That's, we're not even, we are not <laughs> engaging with that. <laughs> um. <laughs> for legal reasons, we will be walking away. That really and truly is the show. We will be back in your feed on Wednesday, so please subscribe. It's free. It's the best way to make sure you never miss an episode. Maybe drop us a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast. Tell your hot cousin about us. Tell your hot cousin to follow us on Twitter. We're at ICYMI underscore pod, which is where you can send us questions, comments, concerns about your feelings for your cousin. We'd prefer you not send, uh, but you can send those too if you're really in a pinch. There's also always email, icymi@slate.com. at Slate.com. Who knows? We might just have you on the show or recommend a therapist.
3: Also, we'll, uh, we'll be keeping that Google form open. So please continue to send us secrets. They might end up on the show. They'll definitely give me a boost of serotonin. Thank you to our colleagues reading those secrets. We really appreciate your help. ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader. Our supervising producer is Derek John. Forrest Whitman and Allegra Frank are our editors. And Alicia Montgomery is executive producer of Slate Podcast. See you online.
0: Or at the house I own, but I'm making my partner pay rent for anyway.
3: Are any of these secrets ours, Madison? That's one secret I'll never tell. Okay, pretty little liar.
0: That's Gossip Girl. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> do not disrespect Kristen bell's overpaid voice like that i'm so sorry i was like oh that's a <laughs> you're never allowed to tell me i don't know white culture again
3: okay you know what okay but when i don't know white culture it's praxis what are you even talking about <laughs> <laughs>